Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. That's fun. Flashbacks are fun. Speaking of, it happens to be a throwback Thursday on the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. What does that mean, Steve? Hey, I'll turn Steve. my mic on to tell you, Donna. All right, that would be a good start. It means that I'm going to quiz you on various bits of music trivia years represented this week in our trivia game, include 1965, 1988, 1991, and 1994. Whoa. Shitty. How will she do? She hasn't gotten a single question wrong all year it's been really riveting to watch thank you and i am happy to be here thanks makes me want to watch the show quiz show or the movie quiz show i never watched that oh i did i don't remember being that impressed by it i don't trust your movie critiques and i you i thank you my lady (laughs) in the meantime this news um you saw the movie contagion right yes years ago yep I saw the movie Contagion very recently. I thought it was really helpful and gave me a really good understanding of what we are going through right now and why we need to listen to the warnings, listen to what the experts are saying, because they know more things than we do. Uh, Kate Winslet said that her role in that movie really prepped her for what we're going on, uh, what we're going through right now. Hmm. So at this point, I think we have to believe this is respiratory. Maybe fomites, too. This is a clip. What's that, fomites? Uh, it refers to transmission from surfaces. The average person touches their face two or three thousand times a day. Two or three thousand times a day? Three to five times every waking minute. In between, we're touching doorknobs, water fountains, elevator buttons, and each other. Those things become fomites. How fast it multiplies depends on... A variety of factors. The incubation period. How long a person is contagious. Sometimes people can be contagious without even having symptoms. We need to know that too. And we need to know how big the population of people susceptible to the virus might be. So far that appears to be everyone with hands, a mouth, and a nose. Mm-hmm. Once we know the are not, we'll be able to get a handle on the scale of the epidemic. So it's an epidemic now. An epidemic of what? We sent samples to the CDC. In 72 hours... We'll know what it is. Sound familiar? Easy, Donna. You stop it. That two to three thousand times a day touching your face, that's hard to believe. I believe it. But I I would love to have a counter on me prior to COVID, when we all became a bit more aware of our hands touching our face. I'd like to, I, I mean, I guess I just touched it two times here, three. I just rested my knuckle on my chin. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I'd love to see a counter all day. It's it's kind of interesting when you become hyper aware of it. Like I am constantly touching my face or licking my finger to turn a page or to open a bag. I've got my fingers in my eye, the corners of my eyes. You know, you might yeah. want to get something out of your tooth. You know, you might have an itch. It's 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 a lot. I believe that. Yeah, so so why don't you tell the good people if you you watched Contagion at the beginning of the pandemic, did you did it help, hurt, or was it just neutral, relevant entertainment? Oh, that's a good question. Um I found it to be educational. Like how the ending of the movie I think is the best part of the movie because mm-hmm. everything gets explained in one long clip. And yes. until then, you you're I like watch it again. It's so good. It is a really good movie. It kind of went under my radar. Well. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is in it briefly, um, as you heard. Kate Winslet. She said that after while she was you know filming that movie that she wore masks out in public for weeks before that. Really. Um, this movie came out when 2011. I'm going to listen from now on. She learned um, from the script, and then she spent a lot of time with CDC epidemiologists to research the role. You know, she would walk around with a mask, and people were like, what the hell is that? Do you remember when our good friend from China, Jing Lai, Early, early on, we email were, us, Jin. We yeah, need to know Jin. How you are. Yeah, let us know what's happening. Early on, when it it was in China, she was saying that wearing a mask is the key. Yet nobody was wearing masks here yet. It was kind of like, yeah, it probably won't help because you know, they were they were learning as they went. But well, yeah, and by the way, it wasn't just it wasn't your uncle Bill who was saying it probably won't help. It was the CDC. Correct. Which is, which is why I can empathize with there. Everybody has a different viewpoint on how to go about controlling this pandemic, but I have empathy with people who push back and say, "Well, wait a minute. Should it be this way? Should it be? Is this how many people we should have in a restaurant? Is this how many days we should be at school?" Because the experts' advice, because it is a novel coronavirus has changed one day they tell you no mask the next day then you're told it's got to be a mask one day it was to protect you now it's to protect others so there is a little bit of understandable maybe fatigue of oh and now you want us to do this we should live this way i get that i think that you can have some of those thoughts without being a quote-unquote anti-masker sure sure because there's so many unanswered questions yeah and what we know now could could change the the situation is fluid. It's a fluid situation. It's fluid. What do you want from us? What you do know? you want from me? Hey, all right, I got to move on because Brad Pitt has a new girlfriend, and we need to know things about her. What, who is this woman? Her name is uh, Nicole Puderalski. Okay, and she is from. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Bergkamen. 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 She's supposed to be, she's a German model. She's also of Polish heritage. She speaks five languages. I don't know where she met Brad, but she's 27. He's 56. A little bit of an ill factor. She looks a lot like Angelina Jolie, 
if you ask me, Rob says that Elizabeth mentioned that she also looks like Jennifer Aniston, kind of like a cross between the two. They're on a trip right now. She is a mother of of a young son. She may have subtly posted about her relationship with Brad Pitt before because on Instagram there are a few hidden clues suggesting that they have been secretly dating for months. She posted several shots referencing her, quote, love, her, Uh quote, better half. Over the last few months, she hasn't directly specified whether she's writing about Brad Pitt or a previous partner. Hmm. But she said something like... Missing my strolls with my love. Yep. Saturdays, these days for me, is self-reflection, reading books, spending time with my better half. Wow. Mm, Okay. She's very pretty. Very, very pretty. And meanwhile, he's still trying to get divorced. Because I can't even they comment if she's pretty, by the way. I just I don't see any physical attributes in women. Okay. Just that's how much is I that, is them. that the rule? Like once you get married, you're not allowed to notice other people's no, attractiveness? No, that's being a modern man, you're not supposed to comment one way or another because then you're you're reverse passive aggressively shaming someone who doesn't look that good. So I just I just view her just as her humanhood. <laughs> is that and, true? Uh, is that a thing? No. No. <laughs> no, funny. she's pretty. She's, She's very pretty. pretty. She's got yeah. very full lips. No, all women don't become ugly once you get married. If you're a guy and you get married to a woman, it's you not like, it, oh, buddy. look at these people. Yeah, I mean, who says you can't go window shopping, right? Uh, no, 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 no. That's the <laughs> right. bad advice. That's the bad <laughs> advice. Okay. It's not like you're not the only one who lives in a in a nice house, you know? My dad said that's the beauty of marriage. Is it's just like he said he would drive from Pittsburgh to Washington, D.C., week after week after week, and he would pass thousands upon thousands of homes, some big, some small, some big yards, some little yards. And you just realize you could run yourself ragged thinking, what would life be like there? What would it be like there? There, there. Grass is Instead, always greener. just live where you live. Live Come where you live. Come home to the home you live in. Oh, Steve, I love that. Get off my back. I like Kev's wisdom. He's good. Don't mention his name. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Rob, the humble brag Rob. about being like a... About being French and only eating baguettes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're going to break down the sexiest accents. Donna found a study about the sexiest accents. We'll see where French ranks, and we'll see where, oh, honey, could you move a little closer to me? Mm-hmm. Where does our own Minnesota accent rank Good in the world question. of sexy accents? I'm guessing Lobi Wan Kenobi. We'll get into it when we return on Don and Steve. The right time, whenever you call What's going on, guys? What a journey, huh? Hour three. Eleven nineteen. We're about ten minutes away from playing Throwback Thursday music trivia. Very exciting stuff. No. Current temperature summary. <laughs> As mentioned, nineteen after the hour. Forty-one minutes before high noon. Don't forget to eat your lunch. Do you know I'm gonna look totally different in ninety days? Okay, we gotta go. Studies have shown that studies have shown that the microbial Several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings are study buddies. The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. Alrighty. All right. You don't have to clap your hands. Here's the dealio. There was a poll that was done that ranks the sexiest and least sexy American accents. Okay. All right. Sorry, Rob. Rob! (laughs) But wait. There's more. Not yet. You'll find out in a moment. 
Oh, oh, oh well, stand dude, by for that. Okay, so for now, we Rude. focus on we, the American <laughs> swine. What's going on? Sorry, I just saw. Why are you yelling rude? So I'm looking at the list from 50 to number one. Oh, Guess where's what Jersey? 50 is no. last on the list. No, that's un- that's unfair. That that's real unfair, right? 49th was Long Island. Long Island, water frog dog, New York. Florida. Guess Florida. where we fall under number 47, the lower third. Minnesotan. It says, throw in plenty of Minnesota Yas and Hans and get that famous Fargo accent. Still one of the least sexy accents in the USA for sure, but still better than 48th last year. Wow. So we're moving on up. I guess so. It is a decidedly not sexy accent. Pittsburgh is uh, just slightly above Minnesota at number 46. Wow, yeah. Let's that's... see where Rob's falls. We've got Alaskan, Pennsylvania, Dutch. Those are your uh, people, too. Oh, Appalachian. Geez. So, all right, let me just what? see. You're from Vermont, Rob? Well, you know what part of the country I'm from? Oh. Yes, Maine and Vermont. All right, let me find Vermont New on England. here. Midwestern in general comes in at 17th. The yeah, it's, it's tough. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's a, well, it's 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 very conversational. It, it it is not sexy. Okay, Maine is in the top ten of sexiest. Really comes in at number eight because it naturally sounds like you own waterfront property. Yeah, so from Maine. What are you, Nantucket? What are you doing? You have lobster there. Yeah, parking yeah. the cars, wicked hard. Harvard Yard. All right. Do you want to hear the top three accents? As far as sex sexy. appeal goes, sex appeal. here we go with number three. You're a first-year grad student. You just got finished reading some Moxie and Historian, Pete Garrison probably. You're going to be convinced of that till next month when you get to James Lemon. Then you're going to be talking about how the economies of Virginia and Pennsylvania were entrepreneurial and capitalist way back in 1740. <laughs> That's going to last until next year. You're going to be in here regurgitating Gordon Wood, talking about you know the pre-revolutionary utopia and the capital-forming effects of military mobilization. Is this Matt Damon? That's Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting. Yes. Yeah. So Boston comes in at number three. For sexy, huh? Rigged. Uh, totally rigged. Who put this study out? Scam. I will tell you in a moment. The Boston Globe. Uh, Scam. Big Scam. EventTravel.com. Scam. All right, you get the idea. All right, coming in at number two, sexiest U.S. accents. Here we go. If you disagree, like a Lincoln is better than a Cadillac, forget about it, you know? But then it's also like... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Like if something is the greatest thing in the world, like me and get those peppers, forget about it, you know? Sometimes it just means uh, forget about it. Okay, I'm sorry. Is that New York? It's New York. Okay, how does New Jersey come in at 50 and New York comes in at number two? It's almost the same acts. Very similar. Well, this just speaks to the longstanding mistreatment of New Jersey from New York. Right, like Wisconsin from Minnesota. Yeah. Sorry. Although, what does Wisconsin say about us? They must mistreat us over there, right? Yeah, probably. Probably. Pennsylvania doesn't like Ohio or West Virginia. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. How about that? I know. Okay, the number one accent. I might have to agree with this. See what you think, Steve. Here we go. I'm Matthew McConaughey. I will be giving you the howdies from Texas. Bless your heart. Y'all, that's just an easy one. You all. All hat, no cattle. That's (laughs) sort of like a drugstore cowboy in Texas. Meaning like the package is wrapped up nice, but there's no product in the box. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) I like most Texas accents. I can jibe with that. It's real American, isn't it? It sounds kind of good. If it gets a little too intense, it's like, whoa. All right. Easy there, Twiny. You need a trip to the big city. But otherwise, yeah, it's got sort of a softness to it. Yeah. A soft southern draw. Yes. Yes, King. All right. Well, I'm going to go. No, 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 Donna. No, no, you can't go. No, no, you can't. You're about to play. You're going to play a game. You're going to play it with the Twin Cities. All right, I'm going to dance. Throwback? Please don't do that. Uh, throwback. Th- oh, gosh, I'm watching on a webcam. Stop! How do we make it stop? <laughs> throwback Thursday music trivia is coming up next. I'm going to quiz Donna. We've got bits from the 60s all the way through the mid-90s. You can play along. Who knows more, you or Donna? Nothing up for grabs. Will her undefeated streak continue? Find out next on Donna and Steve. Rappity, dappity, dippity, uh, do. up. <laughs> I'm looking for something. Hang on, hang on, Let's guys. All easy. right. Okay. Welcome back. Hi. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment and this. Let's rewind, shall we? Shall we? Donna and Steve present Throwback Thursday. We need to go back in time. We gotta go old school. Any questions about the old days? Why, yes, there are. It's time for Steve Patterson to quiz longtime radio disc jockey Donna Valentine on Old School Tunes. Well, this just sounds like a blast to me. Steve, watch out. Throw it back, yeah? Yeah, Steve. Uh, well, Donna, yes, you're on Steve. the hot seat, okay? Okay. I will be the host of this game. We will go from uh, 1965 all the way to 1994. We're going to span nearly three decades. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Dateline, 1965. Okay. On the last day of a five-day break from their North American tour... The Beatles attended a recording session for The Birds. Later that afternoon, the Beatles met this singer at his mansion in Beverly Hills. It was an awkward meeting, leaving the Beatles with the impression that the singer's personality was decidedly, quote, unmagnetic. John Lennon remarked soon after 
Where's the singer? It was like meeting Engelbert Humperdinck. <gasps> Name the singer. 1965. Is the singer part of a band? No. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Singer. I thought... Finger. Okay. For, um, I was going towards a Mick Jagger... But mm. this has got to be... All right, it's not going to be like a Frank Sinatra. Is this the guy that turned her, them on to pot? Oh. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I cannot speak authoritatively one way or another. So this one is... One way or another. So this is somebody who's got no charisma. According well. to John Lennon, I don't know if everybody else would agree with that. This singer's fans might not. I am going to need a hint, Bob. Well, I would like I'd like you to uh, think about the late 50s, early 60s singers who would have just been on top of it and really on stage put out a lot of charisma. Some oh, hips moving around. Oh, Elvis, yep. Okay. Locking that in. Final, yep. Wow, Donna, you did it. You did <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. Job. Oh, ding, 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 Elvis, John Lennon meets Elvis Presley and says, where's Elvis? It was like meeting Engelbert Humperdinck. Hmm. Now we move on. That's not nice. I'm so, hey. Hey, what did Engelbert ever do? I know. He's like, honest to goodness. I'm sitting here. I'm doing my thing. And then hey, John Lennon throws a pot shot at me. Hey, burp. Is Engelbert. Is Engelbert... The long version of Bert? Is Bert short for Engelbert? I hope not. <laughs> I don't know any Berts, though. I guess it's no skin off my back. Usually it's a B-U-R-T. I'm a Robert, and I have one friend from high school. She calls me Bert. Yeah. Is, I have a cousin Robert. Some people call him Bert. Yeah. Is Robert a long version of Bert? Like, is Bert an actual nickname from... I don't know. I don't know. Bert and Ernie? Are you saying it's Robert and Ernie? (laughs) Or Engelbert. Engelbert and Ernie? Two E's. Same house. Onward. Dateline 1988. This singer, singer, scored his eighth U.S. number one single of the 80s. A record only beaten by Michael Jackson. Name... The singer. I thought this was a touch surprising. Okay, so this is this singer's eighth U.S. number one hit of that decade. Of right? the 80s, yep. This singer had eight U.S. number ones, got got it, uh, achieved that eighth in 1988, if that's helpful. That record only topped by the King of Pop, Michael Jackson. Oh, so it's an album that reached number one. Incorrect. It's a song. This singer had eight number one singles. Got it. In the 80s, a record mm, only bar- beaten. Bar- 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 <laughs> okay, so people who were big in the 80s, a solo singer? Or is this a singer who was part of a band and or duo? We need to get away from that dumb question because I'll tell you band if it's band. I'm sorry that I called it dumb. I'll call it a band if it's a band and a singer if it's a singer when we're referencing albums and singles. That's all. I'm already trying to give you a hint by saying this singer. Okay. But he was as 
part of a duo at one time. Yeah, there you go. You know, there you go. You there you go. go. There share you a baguette go. somewhere yeah. on some pier That's in New I Jersey. That's what I was looking for, some clarification so that I can say George Michael. Locking it in? Final. Okay, you yeah. did it. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. Monkey. Monkey was the song that was his eighth. I hated that song. So here's a story for you, Rob. I was working at Z100 at the time, and I was filling in for the morning show producer. Okay, this is Z100 New York City. This is like one of the most iconic radio stations in the country. country. So I'm in a little office across from Scott Shannon's office, who did the mornings and was the program director. He's in his office, and I could never understand him. And all I hear is, And I, I hear it a few times, and it's like, ta-da! And I just was like, is he calling me? I don't know. I'm just this scared little kid, you know? And I'm like, yeah? And he goes, do you like the song, monkey? <laughs> and all I thought was, oh, God, do I be honest? I go, nope, I don't. And that was it. But it was still a marginal hit. Obvi- well, number one hit. Number one, 88. I don't like it because I think guys liked it because guys like things that have a cool beat and women want more lyrics. Don't stereotype artists. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. Next. Dateline 1991. Not going to be good. It was eight. You like the song, monkey? (laughs) (laughs) This band, which, yes, Donna, had a lead singer. Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This band released their debut album. The album was called Ten. It was the group's most commercially successful album, which to this date has sold over 13 million copies. Wow. 1991? 1991. I'm going to do real poorly because I was uh, deep into this. At the time. Oh, no. <laughs> Good morning, y'all. You can meet me down at Lone Star Steakhouse. You crack that peanut shell over, you don't need a receptacle to throw it through. Throw it on the floor. We like the sound of the crunch. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. 1991. I'm going to need some help. And by that, I mean, can you tell me what genre? I'm going to give you a name of a song. One of their three hit singles from the album 10 was... Alive. Okay. Okay. So I feel like we're maybe looking at some grunge, maybe? Maybe a little grunge? Mm. Alive. Who's alive? Remember? You can stay on that mechanical bowl for north of 10 seconds. You're walking out of here with a Cuba do. It's only eight seconds. Okay. Um. Remember Spoon Man? And Vaseline. Is this like this? Does it start with us? Another hit song from that album. Even flow. Even. Okay. Uh, is this Pearl Jam? You're going to lock that in? I'm going to lock it in. Little lady, you a winner. Yeah. Ding, ding, bitter. Pearl Jam wasn't my jam, but I like them more now. Yeah, so good. 
Yeah. Whatever. Jeremy was the other uh, single. Really great song. Alive, Even Flow, and Jeremy. Was Better Man on this one? No, that came out later. Got it. it was a well, late 90s situation fun. for them. And finally, Dateline 1994. Woo-hoo. This group started a 14-week number uh, number one run on the singles chart with I'll Make Love to You. The record-breaking 14-week stay came to an end when they knocked themselves off the top of the charts. Okay, okay. I've I've got some issues going on here. They knocked themselves off of the charts. So it's 1994. Issue. I love to you. So my thoughts are two bands or groups okay. that start with the letter B. And I'm going to go with my gut. What's your gut telling you? How's your gut telling My gut is telling me boys to men. Hmm? I started off with Backstreet Boys, but I Boys to Men final. Donna Valentine. Kick it! Oh, so good, right? Oh, the best. Oh, so pretty. Oh, don't you just want to be at a wedding right now? Dancing. Yeah. yeah. It gets pretty intense here. Later oh, yeah. he says, throw your clothes on the floor. Because he wants to do what the title says. Yes. <laughs> they knocked themselves off, by the way, with their single On Bended Knee. Oh, that was a good one, too. They just then there was Water Runs song. Dry. Oh, oh so my good. lord. How to you. I remember singing along to this song and not knowing what it meant. Just thinking, like, I'll make How love to you. It's just like, love you. I was 11. Okay, well, that makes sense. I know. In Jersey, I would have been an old man by then. Rude. But do you like the song, monkey? Where's Scott Shannon nowadays? I think he's still in New York. I think he, no, I may, he may have recently retired from Shibuya Shefram. I think he went over to the oldie station for a bit. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. oldies. Oldies are good. I wish there was still a pure oldies option where you like you could hear songs like from real the oldies. 50s. Yeah, like Chubby Checker. I don't, I don't want to hear. <laughs> you don't want to hear know. Pearl Jam. No, yeah. <laughs> right. no, I just don't. I just don't. Like so it. true. I grew up in the car with my mom playing oldies. Oh, And I grew up with my mom playing country music and I didn't appreciate it until I worked in country music. So, oh. well, full circle, we got to go. Yeah. Hey, we're going to come back with uh, some of your Facebook responses. Love it. What are you going to miss most about the State Fair? Should have kicked off today. I'm really doing well with these sentences. It should have kicked off today. But don't uh, forget, Steve. You can go to mytalk1071.com, keyword unfair, relive past memorable moments from broadcasting out at the State Fair, and you can buy our brand new State Unfair Uh-oh. shirt. I'm till tannin. I'm playing it, but it's not going. <laughs> Here we go. Wait. I'm till tannin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, there you go. All right, we'll tell you more about that when we come right back, right? Yes. Okay, bye. And oh, so good. Oh, it's all we got. Oh, Ed. 
What's going on, Steve? When my hair's all be gone, he sings. Oh, I'm my hair's all be gone, oh. I'll be <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome back, you guys. Oh, what a journey. Donna and Steve here on My Talk 1071. We are everything entertainment. Thank you for listening. You're a best friend. You have a fun list of things that happened on this day. Would you like to share them? Oh, yeah. Do we have time to go into that? I didn't know. Uh, I don't know. Can you give us just maybe five? 11? Yes. Oh. Give us five. All right, I'll give you five. Okay, here we go. Um, How about this? 65 years ago on this day, August 27th, 1955 was the year, the first edition of the Guinness Book of World Records was published. Hold your response. Okay, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. What are you thinking about? (laughs) What year? It's 55. Okay. Don't belabor it. it. Let's just move on. Okay, that's fine. I understand. Please hold any verbal response until the end. It's like whenever they give out awards at the end of high school and they ask you to hold your applause till the end. Nobody ever does. I will. I will follow the rules. (laughs) Uh, How about this? 31 years ago on this day, 1989, Izzy Stradlin from Guns N' Roses was arrested for peeing on the floor of an airplane after a heated argument with a flight attendant. Oh, no. I would never whiz in defiance, I don't think. Grow up. I'd get so stage fright. Even if I was really steaming, I'd be like, hang on a second. Can you look the other direction? Steaming. I'm trying to make a point. You know, you know, you know if I was uh, steaming. Right, like right, if right, I was you, not it was hot. steaming. Okay, yeah. got it. You know, science is science. <laughs> Gold schlager. <laughs> uh, you know, let's do, how about this? 28 years ago today, the year was 1992, John Lennon's handwritten lyrics to A Day in the Life sold at an auction for $87,000. Feels like it could have gone for more, for more. huh? For more. <laughs> and uh, this is depressing, so I guess we could leave you with this. In 1967, 53 years ago, Brian Epstein, the manager of the Beatles at mm-hmm, the time, mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. found dead in his London flat from an overdose of sleeping pills. Can you repeat the year? 1967. Wow. Okay. Thank you for sharing those, Steve. That was very sweet. <laughs> sweet. From we that... ended with an overdose. I mean, that's... I know. Jeez. Oh. What a history this is. All right. Well, this has. isn't going to help you any, but our Facebook question today was, um, what are you going to miss most about the Minnesota State Fair? Not being able to go to it this year, for example. Um, Tammy said the food, the people, the shopping, visiting the MyTalk booth, so sad. Katie says getting there so early and exploring before the crowds take over. And then just watching vendors open all of the hidden breakfast foods. Yes, you get there early. It's a different fairgrounds and all the freebies. I say fried pickles. Mm. Love those. Yeah, if you could only get one food from the state fair right now, what would it be? Just Fried pickles. Mine would be... uh, Fries. No... Don't stereotype me. It's another potato carb. It would be the uh, the poutine tater tots from Top oh, Boss. Poutine. That was my breakfast for like six days in a row out there. Oh, That's I could taste great. it now. Cat says she's going to miss her time together with her daughters. Patty Uh-oh. said people watching, and Kathy said seeing the 4-H kids and all of their projects. Having my breakfast of a foot-long hot dog at 7 a.m., deep-fried pickles, girl after my own heart. Heart. (laughs) Our extended family, Christine says, would all get together, and then they'd have a whole day together. Also, dill pickle beer, which is needed with extended family. Hmm. 
roasted corn. Oh, I gotta get some corn. Well, Sarah says, seeing the excitement in my daughter's eyes. Oh, that's a sad. Oh, man. Angel said, working at our booth. Like oh, our my. booth. Oh, hey, hey Angel. Girl. Angel's oh, sweet. I miss you. She's so sweet. Seeing the animals, says Stephanie. Oh, me too. Says, oh, I love the goats. My wife really likes the horses. She's oh, those are good too. Eyes. You know, I noticed that walking through the horse barn, I might have an allergy because I'm always sneezing oh. and like stuffed up when I leave. That makes me sad. Oh, Donna. <laughs> Do- no, no, Donna, no. no, no. Okay. Susan says roasted corn. It's the best. Oh, you know that makes me uh think. This weekend, you're going to have to do your own research, all right? We mentioned this at the end of Twin Cities Live yesterday. This weekend, Untits, U-N-T-I-E-D-T-S. Untits. 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 Is that what you see when you go on the sheep barn? Cattle barn, anywhere. All right. Um, no, but Untits is the farm that sells the corn, provides the corn for the corn roast at the fair. Oh. And they, I believe, sometime this weekend, maybe Saturday are going to be outside of a Barnes & Noble in Maple Grove, and uh, you'll be able to buy some of the corn, and then oh. you could go home and... I don't know if it's going to be... I don't think it's going to be like corn roast prepared, but you can buy the corn that would go to the fair, and then oh, you have to fabulous. butter and salt it up. That's fantastic. Good tip. Knock, knock. knock. Who's there? Uh. Uh, who? Wait, nope. Sorry, he All ran right, away. Ready? He's All back. Right. All right. <clears throat> knock, knock. Who's there? Ooh. Who? Who? Oh, something wrong with you. Donna. <laughs> There's something wrong with you. It did not. If I had a nickel for every time someone either said there's something wrong with you or you were the weirdest person I've ever met. <laughs> You're a, up there. You're definitely up suddenly there. Suddenly Rob's mic is on as he adds his laughter. <laughs> his French snooty laughter. Rob, what's your full name again? Did you say, say it with the French accent? Robert Poulin. Your first. Hey, Donna. <laughs> my for the mid- record, his my- pronunciation of that Robert is really impeccable. My middle name is Victor, but um, it's inspired my my father's father, who has the French version, which is Viateur. Oh, oh Viateur. So Viateur. Viateur. Why don't French Poulain. people like? Americans. Okay, now that's a stereotype. <laughs> I think that there are some French folks who quite enjoy us. Okay. I think the large majority don't. I think it's because we're it's the uneducated It's because of the fries, right? It's because of the fries. I don't think it's because we stole the fries. I don't think we stole the fries. We get it. I don't. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. okay, we can't send you to France. We can't send you to France. <laughs> I'd be a bad representation. Because a lot of Americans, when they go to France, don't make the attempt to speak the language. Oh. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I mean, you, is it it's, that hard to say, s'il vous plaît, please? Okay. okay. You know, that's that's Thank a good you. tip, though, Rob, because I have a friend who think, who gets embarrassed when people try to speak the language when we go to Mexico. And I'm like, do you understand? Like, we're, we're making an effort. Yeah. And I think they appreciate that rather than be like, Thank you. Okay. Well, yeah. Is it so hard to say gracias? Is it? You know, I <laughs> I have some things I got to get to. Hey! I got to go. I got to go. Well, Excuse me, you get paid until another 10 seconds. You know that our boss just called me while I'm on the air? All right, fine. Colleen and Bradley are coming in next. Have a great weekend. All right, fine. Bye. Say hi for us. Thank you, Rob. 
This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.